0: You're listening to Positively Mental, sponsored by Fremont Counseling. Talk to your primary doctor about screenings for depression and other mental health concerns, and they can help create a well-rounded treatment plan, including counseling. You can call Fremont Counseling in Lander at 332-2231 or Riverton at 856-6587 or look up their information at fremontcounseling.com. Exploring mental health and the human mind one episode at a time. This is the Positively Mental podcast. From the Porter's 10-cast studio, here's professional counselor Lance Gote. Welcome to Positively Mental, everyone. I'm Lance Gody, and I am joined by co-host Tara Carr. And again today, we are remotely recording this session since we cannot be physically in the Porter's 10 cast studio. So it's great to see you Tara, even if it is on Zoom. <laughs> and I'm excited to be able to get another podcast out to our listeners.
1: I'm super excited to be here too, Lance. I, I enjoy this and I I really appreciate that we're doing something through this that hopefully can reach somebody and give them some tips or some help or some ideas to help uh, their families.
0: You bet, you bet. You know I. We hope that people out there are doing well um that everything out there um is is as good as can be that you enjoy our opportunity to get together talk a little bit about stuff um this is our third podcast since this COVID 19 adventure began and tara and i really both wanted to check in on our listeners uh, check in on each other uh, and talk a little bit about how both of us are doing, and continue to encourage all of you out there to think about how you are doing along with us. So today we're going to talk about the concept of resiliency, and um, I think our you know it's a topic that uh, that Tara and I have talked about. I've talked with others in the community about. And I think in this time, as we're now several many weeks into the, it seems like a lifetime into the COVID-19 adventure, as I described it, uh, that's a good thing to talk about. So our intent today and with all of our podcasts is really to speak to how you can get through this whole experience and hopefully even life in general as positively as possible. Uh, Tara, I'm sure that our listeners are solid with all the guidelines, how to wash your hands, wear wear masks, get outside, plan your days, all of those tips that we've provided. So we're not going to talk about that stuff today. We're going to really look deeper at things both of us have noticed about our friends, our family, uh, community members, uh, people around us as we've gone through this. So Tara, You know, how have the last six weeks been for you?
1: So uh, I talked about this a little bit in our last podcast. My first, I was furloughed. And so I didn't really early on in this. And I, my first week was the toughest for me. There was so much anxiety. It was high and lows. And looking back on that, I feel like I went through, and we talked about this too, the stages of grief, right? And I think I'm in acceptance. I still have times of anxiety, and I'll talk about that a little bit later for t- when we talk about tips on how to kind of work with that. But what I'm finding is that the timeline where people are experiencing a crisis or anxiety is different for everyone. So mine was early on, right? For some reason, last week, a lot of my friends were really having difficulties. Um, families that have children at home have different obstacles we have a, an adult child in our home and they're having different obstacles. And as this goes on, there's a lot of uncertainty. And so I'm just noticing that there's time, time frames where this is hard for people has been all over the board, all over the board. I also um, want to talk about our family and I'll talk a little bit more about that as well, but our family is experiencing um, more and more arguments. We have a very calm home. We talk things out, but, Little things are driving us nuts, and we snap at these little things a lot easier. Uh, so we're trying to be more aware of that and, and be kind to each other, but we have noticed a huge uptick in just little petty grievances in our
0: home. And I'll bet I'll bet a lot of our listeners have felt the same. I mean, we're, we're cooped up more so. We're not able to get out and be out amongst other people, our friends, just the community. So, you know, looking for those things that we can do will, that can get us out, be involved in any way, shape, or form are hopefully going to raise those stress or lower, excuse me, lower those stress levels down a little bit. And and I, it's undoubtedly certain that people are going to be short with each other and have to forgive each other a little bit more often.
1: Right. Yep. I yep. see it on social media as well. I see a lot of positive, um, posts and I see a lot of, uh, and I've been guilty of it as well. I have kind of expressed my anger to my phone, but in reality it's directed towards that person who posted it. And I've tried to be very much aware of stepping back from that, uh, and, and being a a positive force instead of I'm, I'm human, we all make mistakes. Right. But I've had people point out to me Look, that was a little harsh, and I have taken that um, as it was intended as a friend, and a, and a gracious uh, reminder. I feel to to watch my behavior towards others because we all are experiencing this, and so if I expect people to have that grace for me, I need to give that grace to others.
0: And and I think you know that really leads us into the the talk about resiliency. Um, you know, I a couple of weeks ago when we did our pod, last podcast, I mentioned uh, that I. I get weekly emails uh, that come to me that are intended to help me professionally, but also personally from a PhD psychologist, and she calls them leading with the heart messages. And I got another one this week, and uh, she focused on resiliency. When I was thinking about trying to come up with a topic for our our podcast this week. And and I thought, this is it. This is exactly what we need to talk about because it's a lost skill for many people to really tap into the inherent ability for us to be better, to d- bounce back and to do better.
1: So Lance, when we were talking about this in resiliency, in my mind, the word that comes to mind is grit. Yeah. And digging in and being able to learn from a very difficult experience. And it is my hope and it is truly my belief that we are all going to be so much more resilient coming out of this. But I think you're going to share with us some, some strategies on how to help with that resiliency or that grit through this time.
0: Absolutely. Grit is a perfect... In fact, sometimes grit might be a term that more people are familiar with than resiliency. And, that, and really, I would make an argument they are one and the same. It's that ability in times of stress or confrontation or anxiety or whatever it is to find things from your kind of inner nature that pull you up, that that just bounce you right back. Right.
1: And so one of the, uh, I always think of John Wayne, right? I'm aging myself, but wasn't he in True Grit?
0: Yeah, yeah. That is
1: my picture of somebody... Ca- the cowboy way, getting it done, getting through it. Tough, but survive it.
0: Yep, absolutely. So, you know, the, the message that I got, sh- the, the psychologist there, she noted that resiliency is that internal strength that you use to carry the emotional load of life. And I read that and I thought, really, that's the key, is that when we're struggling with the emotions, we're going to struggle with our resiliency but it's there. It's the foundation. It's that internal strength that helps us get through the emotional times of our life. And right now, we're going through some very emotional times. Uh, It helps you navigate more easily through challenges and stressors that come your way. Just as you might exercise to strengthen your muscles, you can practice resiliency to, to kind of bounce back from adversity more easily. She suggested a number of um, what she called quarantine appropriate scavenger hunt uh, activities to practice some of the strategies that are involved in resiliency. So what I thought I'd do is I go through them pretty quick and then we're gonna talk a little bit about them a little bit deeper to kind of go into some depth about each of them and kind of Tara and I'll talk a little bit about some of our own personal examples. But number one, she suggested, is when you walk by someone from, obviously, she said a safe six-foot distance, of course, offer the person a silent, I wish you well, throwing out that energy of, I wish you well. Number two, find something you can give to someone else that will make them smile. Number three. Find something you pass by every day. Look at it more closely for a few moments as you pass by. Look for something different about it. Number four, find someone in your contact list who you haven't talked to in a while and send them a message to say hello. Just hello. Engage in that conversation. Number five listen to a song that makes you feel happy number six name a person you're grateful for and think about how this person impacts your life in a positive way number seven look at yourself from the perspective of someone who loves you unconditionally number eight do one random act of kindness for someone one that costs you nothing but a small amount of time number nine find one thing that you love to smell you get a bonus point if it is the soap you're using to wash your hands for 20 (laughs) seconds (laughs) i love that one and then number 10 Find a picture stored on your phone, or maybe if you're old school in, a, in an album somewhere in your home, that makes you feel happy and reflect on what brings you joy. So those are her top 10 things. So after I read these, I really have to ask the rhetorical question. Is it better to look for things that you love, things that inspire you, things that are positive, than to look for things that you hate and things that bring you down, things that are negative. Don't you just feel better when you do the first, not the last. As she noted, look for these resiliency-building things as ways to appreciate the good, practice gratitude, and cultivate joy. So as I was mentioning before, this was another one of those God winks for me, uh, Tara, that, that, is there anything that you've learned about resiliency or focusing on the positive that you would add to the message I just read before we kind of go into some of the details of each one?
1: Yeah, so every day, I something that's been very helpful for me, and it's something that I was doing previously before the pandemic, but I'm I'm getting back in the habit of it, is I get up in the morning and I have a word for my day. I have a word for my year as well, but I have a word for my day and it's positive. And I try to incorporate that word into conversations. So as an example, proud, that's been one of my words. And I've told everyone in my family that I'm proud of them. I've told friends that I'm proud of them and why I am proud of them. And that helps me focus outside of myself. Does that make sense? But then I also tell myself, I'm proud of you. You're facing stuff that you have never seen before, and and you're okay. You are okay. So that's just one of the tips I'd like to share with the listeners.
0: Yeah, definitely. So number, let's look at each of these a little bit deeper. Um, First, the silent I wish you well message. You know, I think that's great, and and certainly that helps you. But I think part of this is also – Going outside yourself and Terry, you mentioned this going outside yourself and telling somebody else a positive message that helps bring them up as well. So I was an obvious smile, a head nod, whatever, you know, those are, those are going beyond what makes you feel better and sharing that, what feels better to, with other people as well.
1: Right. So something that I've been doing is I wave at everybody. I noticed when I moved to Wyoming that if you're in a truck, I'm from Utah and we don't have as many cowboys obviously. If you're in a pickup truck and you're holding the steering wheel, each of the pa- each of the trucks that pass one another flip a finger up to say hi. Not the middle finger, but like just a how do you kind of finger. Yep. And so what I've been doing is waving at everybody. That's my way of acknowledging my fellow man and their humanity and it helps me. I'm I I like it. I I get more out of that, I think. Then maybe they do, but I'm hoping I'm brightening
0: their day. Yep, absolutely. I I I would agree. I think probably 20 or 30 years ago that was even more common, and it's become less common. That that driving down the road that you wave at people, even if it is the one or piece, piece two fingers, one finger, either one of those, given a uh, an acknowledgement of hey, how's your day? Mine's going well. And that's it. That's all you have to send out there. Exactly. So number two, giving something to someone that makes them smile. So how do you think we can do that, Tara?
1: So something that I've been doing uh, recently is I call myself the Corona fairy. And because I can't be with my friends, I have been taking them little gifts and telling them I may are texting them and I'm saying I'm here and then I, I'm, I leave the Corona Ferry, and it, it's a compliments of the Corona Ferry. I've actually um, also ordered little things from Amazon, and courtesy of the Corona Ferry. So that's one of the ways um, that I'm trying to make people
0: smile. I think that's a great idea. The other thing that I thought of, and we went for a walk tonight to go get the paper, and uh, a couple days ago I passed by a telephone pole that at the bottom of it, one of the Riverton Rocks, uh, you know, a lot of communities have the painted rocks, and ours ours locally is called Riverton Rocks. And two days ago, I passed by it, saw it, kind of pointed it out to my wife, and then just kept on walking. Today, I picked it up, picked it up, looked at it, read it, and then took it and hid it somewhere else in the community. So it's and every time I find one, every single time I find one, it makes me smile and. And just immediately, I'm like, "Oh, that's so cool! Let's see what's on this one." Two days ago, I was like, "We were on a mission. We were going to go. We were going to get there." I didn't take the time. Slow down. Pick up the rock, or or give the gift, whatever it might be, that gives them an opportunity to smile.
1: Absolutely, I think that's great. I have yet to find one of those rocks, so Lance, I I can't wait to find
0: one. Well, you you got to get out more because I. <laughs> Maybe walking around downtown is the key since we're closer to town. so. So number three, finding something you pass every day and looking for the positive, the good purpose, the best possible reason for its existence. So how many times do we drive by things in town and not really pay attention to them? And I think it's a lot. You'd probably be amazed at how because of just our routine, of driving here or there or walking here or there, we don't break out of that routine and we do it the same way. We don't pay attention to the cool things that we see along the way.
1: I would agree with that. And something that has been very beneficial for me in, in keeping with this theme and this suggestion is to go a different route. They, yep. they say it's, it's good for building brain function as well, but not going the same way. To work or to do errands or find a different way. I have a a story about that. So I work in Lander and I'm driving to work. I'm typically thinking about my day or listening to the news or whatever. And there's a crooked billboard as you drive into Lander. And I believe it's crooked by design, right? For the advertising company. It's never been fixed. So that would be my assumption. I did not notice that crooked billboard for probably six months. Driving back and forth every single day to lander. I did not notice that. And so I think you're right. I think there's a lot that we can look at, or maybe look at in a different way and maybe focus on that. Instead of if you're in, you know, what I call my spinning mode, where I've got that, that uh, thought stuck in my brain, you can look at something and really analyze it and see, did I really look at these this in, in this a good way or thoroughly, so to speak?
0: Yep, absolutely. No, that's a perfect example. I mean, driving by something and and not paying attention to it for six months, and it's odd. It's something that should jump out at you, but (laughs) you've just gone through the the motions. Right, exactly. So number four, think about important people in your life. Focus on the positive that they have contributed to your life, and then reach out to them, or maybe someone else in your contact list, or maybe your Facebook, and, and just wish them well out of the blue out of the blue. Don't plan it. Just kind of pick someone and say, I haven't talked to them in three months, six months. It might be six weeks since COVID started, and now's the perfect time to just check back in with them. It will make both of you feel really good.
1: I, I totally agree. This is something that I practice in my life before COVID. I, I reach out to people. It's, it's just part of who I am. I'm a nurturer and I want to know how people are. But what I want to point out as well is some people don't do this naturally. So if you don't hear from people, it's not because they don't care. People handle things differently. And I'll give you an example. So I had a, a little rough patch a couple of days. Like I said, I've had some ups and downs. I've been pretty much okay. I quit checking my emails. I just was like, I'm done. I'm overloaded. I, I know I need to keep in touch, and it was really beneficial for me. And I think I've noticed that with other people as well. I've been sending emails emails out now, and they are not responding as quickly. We are overloaded, and sometimes you have to pick and choose where you're focusing your energy. And that's how I have been doing it. And I'm I'm just giving people the same courtesy I would give myself. Another thing I wanted to point out about smiles. And I you know I'm going back to a point, is that. People think that you smile with your mouth and you can smile with your mouth, but a a true smile starts with your eyes and you see that smile in somebody's eyes. And so if you're out social distancing and you've got your mask on, please remember that people can see you smile with your eyes. You know, it starts with your mouth, but if it's a true smile, it is in your eyes.
0: Right. Absolutely. So number five, and this is this is a a big one for myself, um, and probably for many people out there, and that's the listening to a song that makes you happy, uh, picks you up, takes you to a great time in life. Uh, you know, music is so powerful to our memories and our ability to think positively. Now you have to be careful about it because it also has the power to take us to bad places, to take us back to memories that are not where we want to go. But the cool part is, is you do control that and you can really pick those those music times, those music genres that really, you know, bring you up, that give you that power. I myself, um, I'm a a child of the 80s or a a high schooler of the 80s. and, And that for me is a very energetic time. I can go back there. I can ask Spotify or Apple music or whoever it is to play 80s music and it immediately lifts me up. And and that's the type of thing that you really is the power of music.
1: So Lance, I'd like to share something that we do in our family. My husband and I have done this for years and it's been even more crucial to our mental health throughout this is we'll have dinner and we're in the house and we've got a pretty large living room. It's pretty open. And... He'll say, "What do you want to? What do you want to listen to?" And I'll pick a song, and we'll sing it together. And then he'll pick a song, and we'll sing it together. Or if I don't want to hear it, I'll tell him, "Ah, eh, let's let's." Or we'll say, "Let's do country." And then it almost always breaks into spontaneous uh, two-stepping. And my husband is an amazing dancer, and I suck. I'm, I try to lead, and I step on toes. But we have more fun dancing in our living room and picking out music. And I would encourage you guys to find. Those activities like that that you can maybe share. You know the music. You can use that music uh, to help yourself, but you can share some of those things with your family. Um, our dogs dance with us, and the three pugs dance around us. You know, sometimes Tucker joins in, yep. and so that's been a, a really that's a cherished uh, activity that we do in our home.
0: Yep, absolutely. It's a perfect example. So the next one: um, look at yourself. Speak to yourself and tell yourself that you are smart enough, you're good enough, and gosh darn it, people like you. Now, while the Saturday Night Live reference, and some of you, you know, perhaps aren't old enough to remember uh, the truly funny time of Saturday Night Live, uh, this is a Stuart Smalley, Smalley reference, uh, and but I think it's very apropos. I mean, there was a lot of power in the comedy of that, but the reality is, ultimately, it's important to tell ourselves that we are smart enough, we're good enough, and gosh darn it, people like us. Um, Even if it's a small group of people, just repeat it and reinforce that with yourself um, because that is a positive affirmation. And those are important things to do.
1: Absolutely. I also wanna share something when I am really down and I can't muster all of my Stuart smalliness, One of the things I tell myself is, I'm okay. I I assess the situation, and I just say to myself, I'm okay. And sometimes that is enough to get me through.
0: Yep, that's a grounding. What's that? That's grounding. Uh, It's actually a a technique. It's a very um, research-based technique is to be able to ground yourself by telling yourself, I'm okay.
1: Oh, I got all scientific and
0: you did without you, even knowing you're it. Very scientific. <laughs> you you absolutely did. You're using a technique that that people take a lot of time to learn and to practice and to get into that that habit. Oh, well, cool. Yeah, that's a very uh, a very good thing because it brings you to the present. You get out of thinking about the past or worrying about the future, you ground yourself in the present to say, I am okay. And it's right now, I am okay. I think
1: I'm hanging around you too much, Lance. I'm picking up on your, on your, you are tips.
0: That's right, it works. It works that way, it kind of spreads out. So the next one, uh, do a random act of kindness for someone. It can be free or maybe very inexpensive. Uh, But it shows that you care and that you are thinking about them. So this kind of, you know, certainly goes towards some of the earlier ones. There's some blending of these a little bit. But it's that random act of kindness that is, is especially uplifting for yourself. It makes you feel great. It makes them feel great. It may be the text. It may be the, you know, cheap Amazon thing that you get for someone, it could be uh, a rock on the on the sidewalk. So it's it doesn't have to be big.
1: So I'd like to share a couple of things that have happened to me in this COVID time. I, for whatever reason, I've been having weird dreams, but I've also been craving foods, foods that I can't necessarily get the ingredients to, or uh, foods that were powerful and remind me of times in my life that were Uh, very, very happy. For example, I crave chicken wings. Well, I've been, I posted to my page that I was craving red velvet cake and I didn't think anything of it because I just post those sorts of things. That's kind of who, how I roll. And the next day a neighbor and their children had made me a red velvet cake and had delivered it to me. And I want to give a shout out to those folks who pick up on those cues and just do those little things. And they took the time out of their day in quarantine to make me a cake. And I was, I was beyond my, I was, I'm get kind of teary thinking about it. It was so
0: kind. Well, and that's a perfect example of something that made them feel good about helping you and made you feel good that they helped you. Like it, it just is both of you came out of that, a, a, a better, in a better position. Exactly. If both of you, had, if you had just expressed your, your desire, and they had never followed through, neither of you would be quite as positive in your overall experience. It it just would have faded away, and there would have been nothing to that. Right. They'd have thought about it, and that had kind of thought, you know, they'd have brought it up a little bit, and, and then you'd, of course, put it out there, so that brought you up a little bit, but the fact that the two of you came together made all the difference in the world. Um, so the other one, find something that you love to smell and inhale. So I, for myself, uh, love the smell of wet sage after a Wyoming rain. I don't know anybody out there uh, that could argue that. So any kind of sage smell really takes me there. It's a very rewarding sweat smell. that takes me back to my childhood. So there's a, you know, a lot of very positive things that goes there. It just lifts me up. So I think that that concept of smell, it's one of the senses that is going to be very powerful for you to take you back. Um, I think that's a, that's a big one, a huge one.
1: Right. Well, Lance, as you know, I'm highly allergic to sage brush. So that is not, <laughs> that's not in my, my happy memories. Right. However, I do have, I do have two and every, my whole life, these have been my favorite lilacs. And it's that time of year where you can take a walk and they're going to start blooming soon and barbecue, not necessarily together because I don't think that would be a good smell, but barbecue and lilacs. Those are, those are two, those are my, my smells.
0: Yep. So find, find those of you out there, find something that you love to smell and inhale richly. It will bring you, it'll bring those endorphins out and you'll just feel fantastic. And then the last thing is find a picture or a bunch of pictures that make you smile, pictures that take you to a great place in your mind that can then energize you to relive that time. So this can lead you to reach out to a friend, to a family member, or maybe go to a place, even in your mind that lifts you up. So I, you know, my experience on that recently is I now have probably several hundred pictures of my grandson that are over and over and anytime I need to really feel uplifted, if I'm getting frustrated with something, flip open my phone, all the pictures on my, on my pictures right now are all my grandson because I get a lot of pictures and I save a lot of them. I don't even save all of them because I would be overrun, but they absolutely make me feel fantastic. And, and that's exactly what we're looking for.
1: Well, and he's so doggone cute too. I don't, Lance, I don't blame you at all for looking at those photos. So for me, my personal experience with photos is I have a kind of unique sense of humor at times. And I just saw this photo today. It's so funny that we're talking about this. So my family and I, about five, six years ago, decided to do an awkward family photo, which is uh, you know, people that take photos and then they with the cat and the Afro or, you know, I'm sure you've all seen those crazy photos. And that's one of my favorite galleries when it comes up. I always look at them. So my husband and I and my son decided to recreate for our Christmas card an awkward family photo. And so we dressed up. I have a big poinsettia in my hair. We've got, you know, and it turned yeah. out hilarious. And every year on my Facebook page, I post that as my, as my profile picture. And I saw that today and I laughed. And so those times where I can remember humor or the photo takes me back to a time where I really had a lot of laughs. Those are the ones I tend to look for.
0: Yep. Absolutely. Perfect example. So I just really love these points. And even as I read them and we talk about them, they make me smile. Even now they lift me up. They provide a positive shine on everything around me. So, you know, we're six, seven weeks into this event the level of anxiety and maybe even depression can definitely change, possibly increasing, possibly decreasing during this time. You know, we've talked a little bit about that for yourself, Tara. Is there anything new that you're doing that might help some people out there?
1: So one of the things uh, that I'm acutely aware of is that my circumstances in my life might be different than somebody else's. Somebody else may have lost both the jobs in the family or, you know, something along those lines. And so I'm in a position right now um, to be grateful for that. And I am grateful for that. But I'm paying that forward because I've been in I've been in those situations in my life. I've been where I haven't had income or things have occurred that have changed my circumstances dramatically. And so what I'm doing is I'm trying to pay that forward. And examples of that that I have done is I've supported small businesses that have popped up. Obviously, I'm trying to support our small business in town. But individually, I have a lot of friends who are selling things like Pampered Chef, like wine, like fingernail polish, sticky things, um, Venmo. So it, it doesn't have to be a lot. But one of the ways I'm paying it forward is I'm buying a product. I'm buying a bottle of wine i am been knowing a single mom that I know is going to need that extra 50 bucks if this continues. And, and so that's, that's my way of paying it forward and my way of being able to put some positivity out there uh, that actually benefits somebody in some way so they can feel uh, a little bit more control and a little more support.
0: Absolutely. So I've mentioned it several times before in the last two podcasts, especially and unfortunately or maybe fortunately I'll probably continue to refer back to uh, this recommendation but I think it's important to find the things in your life that you can control in in times of things where things are out of control it's extremely important to focus on the things that you can control uh, things like you know the, the the ten things that we've mentioned will improve and increase the natural chemicals in your brain, it will keep depression and anxiety at bay. In fact, it may even reverse its course. So it's still so critical as time has gone on that sometimes feeling like you are stuck in a corona rut is to keep busy with things that you can control and have an impact on. The suggestions we've talked about are just a few. There are dozens more and you know challenging yourself to come up with your own and then share them that's the key and then that's really why Tara and I are doing what we're doing is we want to share these things it it isn't helpful if you just keep them to yourself if you find something that works share it with your friends and your family and your community
1: so we've mentioned
0: before and And we think it's really worth repeating and reminding folks to be careful about the information you're taking in. There continues to be rumors and downright incorrect information out there. Uh, If you happen to read something on Facebook, unless it comes from a truly reputable source, please stop for several minutes, pause, really assess who is saying this, and ultimately decide if it's truly worth sharing. Uh, If you know it to be rumor incorrect, or it just doesn't sound quite right, please don't spread it because that may be the spreading of negativity that just takes someone else down a a dark path. Any thoughts on that, Tara?
1: Well, yeah, I, I do have a thought on that. So we tend to absorb information. I guess I can only speak for myself, but I tend to absorb information. If that information valid or not agrees with my ideas in the world, that it validates how I am and who I am. And I've really had to be careful during this time to consider where the source is coming from because it's you feel better, right? If you have a thought or a theory on something and you don't know if it's true or not and you see that, you're like, yeah, that's right but then you look at where it came from and you're like, okay, I, if I don't be careful, if I'm not careful and I share this, I am part of the problem, not part of the solution. And so for me personally, that's kind of how I'm dealing with it because I, and that there's a term for that, it's called cognitive dissonance. Oh yeah. And I, I, it's a, it's a very human thing. And you tend to validate those things in yourself that somebody else suggests. And I, I just wanted to kind of share that with the listeners because we, it's a way that you can feel good in the moment, But at the same time, you could be spreading information to people that might do something with that information that could be very, very harmful.
0: Right. Right. No, I I agree. You know, we could probably do an entire podcast on cognitive dissonance. Um,
1: (laughs) I would not doubt that (laughs)
0: because it's it's a very powerful thing. And and truly, Facebook, um, the media, there's a variety of places out there where cognitive dissonance is alive and well and very actively being promoted. And and chances are it's not going in a good direction. So you can make a decision. Again, things that you can control, you can control what you do and what you take in. So remember that.
1: And what you share.
0: Yep, absolutely, and what you share. So we really do wanna take yet another opportunity to remind you, let's not work to divide shame blame or otherwise deny that shared humanity amongst us we are stronger when we are together not divided this event will make us better and stronger but we've got to focus on the positive in order for that to happen
1: true grit right
0: yep absolutely absolutely i could make i could quote some lines from true grit but they're not good for the (laughs) podcast world so Um, so as, as anything else that you had, Tara, or shall I move to the conclusion?
1: I think you should wrap it up.
0: (laughs) Okay. Sounds good. So as we come to the close of this podcast, we want to leave you with a challenge on actions that you can take based on what we've talked about. So again, this week, here is our challenge. Review our recommendations and search for one of the 10 items that really speaks to you. And then do it. And then add one more. Then one more. Every step forward is in a positive direction. Spread positivity, not negativity. Be a good person. Wave at people on the highway. Act in little ways to be kind, to be aware of the power of our words, both verbal and written, and act in ways that make things around you better for everyone. Tara and I just have to believe that we can and will get through all of this craziness as long as we do it together, and we really wanted to remind you of that again.
1: Yes, and also just one more thought on that, Lance, quickly. Forgive yourself if you can't do that all the time. Move forward. Keep controlling and moving forward, but forgive yourself if you fall or you step.
0: Absolutely. That's a great reminder is that we're all going to fall down at times, but it's the fact that we get back up that makes the difference. Exactly. So that's it for today. Uh, We want to thank you for listening, and if you know someone struggling with their mental health, Talk to them, listen with an open mind and offer your support, or call a professional. Remember, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline number is 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. And remember, let's all be positively mental out there.